Jedi Dropheads. Oh, like, no. The, the worst possible way. Um, with Pip farting on a snare drum? With what? <laughs> it's a quote from the movie oh. Airheads. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I love that movie. I don't know if I've ever actually seen Airheads. Oh, you gotta watch it. Like, most people are just like, oh, it's an Adam Sandler movie. But... Adam Sandler is like the worst part of this movie is Brendan Fraser and Steve Buscemi oh okay yeah um, Adam Sandler's the drummer who probably has the least lines honestly in the movie and I'm pretty sure he's Steve Buscemi's younger brother see I don't have a problem with Adam Sandler up to like a certain year. I don't know what year it was. Yeah. But like everything prior is pretty funny. And then suddenly there's like he he goes full Hollywood and it just uh it's unwatchable. And I don't yeah. know. I a think lot of, maybe a lot of his newer stuff I just I cannot get behind. I'll give it a shot and I'll try and watch it and I'll get halfway through and turn it off. Yeah, I I don't I haven't even attempted in the, like the last fuck five ten years maybe I don't know I can't yeah but Airheads like yeah. I don't consider that an Adam Sandler movie no no I just consider it a good nineties comedy well I guess I'll have to check that out I consider um, it more of a Brendan Fraser movie than anything else. That's that's a a genre of movie that's gone out of style. It's got some Chris Farley in there. Oh, okay. Now you got me. Now you got me. Yep. Chris Farley, Ernie Hudson. Ernie Hudson and Chris Farley. <laughs> Man, I had no idea. Kramer's um, in it. What? Kramer's in it. Michael Richards. Oh, okay. Yeah. Before. Yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. Um, and on that note. <laughs> Yeah. Welcome to Jedi Dropouts. Uh, <laughs> I completely derailed what you were going to say. Yeah, fuck it. Um, <laughs> we're back for a, a fairly short episode um, between computer problems and me having to go to work. We don't have yeah. a whole lot of time to work with, but uh, we've seen some stuff, so we're going to review some stuff. Yep. And uh, at least stick to some kind of schedule. For once. Yes. Um, so, uh, the first thing we should talk about as briefly as possible, because we really don't want to give racists any more time than they deserve, which is no time at all. Um, Little Mermaid, this whole quote unquote uh, controversy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, her name is, what, what is it? Hallie Bailey? Bailey. Very, very close to Hallie Berry. <laughs> yeah. But not quite. Um, she's a 
a Disney child actor and singer, and she has been casted as the new Ariel in the upcoming live-action Little Mermaid. Yes. And she is African-American. Therefore, racists have woken from their hibernation and... Come out from their shit caves. Yeah, and come out swinging about their childhoods and so on and so forth. Um, There's not really a lot to talk about. Like, no. She, uh, she can act, as you said. Yeah. She can sing. I seen a clip of her singing last night that people were sharing, and holy shit. Like goosebumps. Yeah, I haven't I haven't heard I don't know anything about her to be honest. Um, like I, I didn't know who she was until this whole thing happened. So really all you racists are doing is giving her more publicity and more screen time and more attention. Yeah. So yeah. really you're building this movie up. Thank yeah. you, you idiots, for the free publicity, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, and there, I, I, there, there's no argument to be made. There is, there's no stance in which you are against her casting and are not at least a little bit racist. Because just like the rest of the world, m- most of us don't really know who she is. You can't be outraged no. by the casting of someone you don't know, unless it's, I don't know, something to do with their skin color? Yeah, like, she can act and she can sing, and she's going to be playing a fiction, like, a fictional character Yep. that is a mythological creature. Yep. So, A, it's not like she's playing someone who actually existed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, ethnicity doesn't matter there. Nope. And it's not like it's Mulan, which you have seen the trailer for, I haven't, where ethnicity is important to the story because of what is going on. Exactly. Mermaids have never existed. Mm-hmm. I mean, really... This is like a Disneyed up version of mermaids because in some stories and everything, mermaids, they kind of nasty. Yeah. (laughs) So, really, like, who are you to say what a mermaid is? Besides, like, gonna get their, you know, Budweiser boxers even more than not. (laughs) Um, I read somewhere that the original story of The Little Mermaid was basically a love letter by the male author to another man that he was in love with. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. That checks out. Yeah. So, really, because, I mean, the story is so old. Yeah. Um, so basically, it's a love letter from one man to another in a time when homosexuality wasn't accepted. I mean, you know, it still has a long way to go these days because you same idiots who are getting upset over the skin color of a mermaid are, you know, still not as accepting of homosexuals as you should be because they just people. Yep. 
but you know like it the story is based on a love letter from one man to another basically from what I read so yeah the uh, the, the bottom line is if you want a mermaid-esque story with full-on realism in terms of uh, how that mythological creature would be portrayed, then go watch The Shape of Water. Yep. (laughs) Basically. Um, Yeah, you know. But one thing I will say about this that I'm like, yes. Apparently Terry Crews is now saying that he... Like, he's throwing his name in the ring to play Ariel's father. Yes, I, I saw that. He wants to play Triton. Yes, um, and that would be amazing. It would, actually. I'd be fully on board for that. And my favorite thing about them kicking up a stink about it, about being like, Ariel shouldn't be black, is all the memes about, like, Y'all upset about Little Mermaid. Sorry to tell you about Jesus. <laughs> it's either that one or the... Uh, uh, I didn't see you kicking up a stink about Jason Momoa. That whole yes. Thing, right? like, you know, exactly. <laughs> but no, the Jesus one is, is fantastic. Um, I, I probably shared both of those memes, so... I, a, uh, a Christian friend of mine even shared the Jesus one. So like, <laughs> you know. yeah. 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 Exactly. So, uh, anyway, enough about that. That's, it's, there's not much to be said there, you know. No, people Um, are being dumb over something that they don't need to be dumb about. Exactly. But, you know. Yeah. Give, give, give the world a new story and there will be a portion of people who are dumb about it anyway. Um, so, we got some reviews. Uh, we got some exciting reviews. It was a good week. Or a good couple weeks since our last episode. Um, want to start? Uh, let's see. Want to want to go? Let's go in order of release date. Let's, you know, oh, uh, oldest first. So, uh, if if we're going in order of release date, there's something that's not very new that I only seen for the first time recently. That I was like, God damn, how have I never seen this before? Okay, sure. Let's touch on it. What do you, what do you got? Have you seen Super? I haven't. Super's been long on my list to watch because that's a James Gunn movie, right? James, I didn't know it was James Gunn until after I yeah. watched the damn thing. Yeah, yeah, that's the Rain Wilson one, right? Rain Wilson, Ellen Page, um, Sean Gunn's in there. Michael mm, Rooker's yeah. in it. Kevin Bacon, Liv Tyler. I think Michael Rooker is in every James Gunn movie. Which is fantastic. Now that I think about it, both Guardians movies, he's like the main character in Slither, and uh, yeah, I didn't know he was in Super. Yeah. He plays one of Kevin Bacon's thugs. Of course he does. Yep. So. And him and Sean Gunn, and he kind of like smacks Sean Gunn around a little bit. Nice. Being like, idiot. Yeah. Mm. But yeah. Uh, this movie was so good. I've heard good things about it. So good. Like, I, I don't know how I went this long without watching it. Um, guy I work with sometimes, super nice guy, he actually um, did some of his nursing school with 
my fiance, like we were just talking one night about, you know, movies and TV shows and stuff like that. And we were talking like what they do in the shadows and stuff like that. And talking about the office and things like that. And he was just, you like superheroes. You like the office. You like the, you like this, you like that. Have you ever seen this movie? I was like, I don't think I've even heard of this movie. And he was like, oh my God, like, are you working tomorrow night? I was, yeah. He said, I'm bringing this movie in to loan you so you can watch it. And he did. And, like, I added it to my pile of, like, to watch. Watched it one night when Emily was gone to work and I was off. And holy fuck, was it good. Awesome. Like, there are, like, there's parts that are cheesy as fuck. Well, yeah. Yeah. But, like, the action scenes are incredible. There's a lot of parts that are so funny. And then there's parts that, like, really hit you in the feels. Good stuff. Yeah. Like, highly, highly recommend this movie. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I've caught up on some movies from the past couple of months within the last week or so now that everything's coming nice. out on uh, home video and so on um, coming soon on VHS yes uh, yeah. I'm going to touch on those very very briefly um, so I watched first Pet Cemetery. Uh, was very excited to see it was very very disappointed um Literally. See, I'm glad that you said that because I went to Walmart the other night and, like, there was no stock for it on the shelf where it was supposed to be. But if it was there, chances are I would have bought it just to watch it. Man, like, I... But now that you're, like, you've told me what you think of it and... Like, I, I hated the original, the one back in the 80s that they did. And actually, the best thing about the '80s one was that Ramon song on the fucking soundtrack. Oh yeah, soundtrack. yeah, absolutely, great song. Um, and I, I early on in this podcast, I called for you know uh, that would be a movie I'd like to see remade, and then they did it. And uh, yeah, it was not honestly. It's it's not as good as the '80s one. Um like at all uh john lithgow uh jason clark i forget the rest of the cast but the cast is good and some of the set design and the art direction is great they they really nailed the look of the the cemetery and and the the house and the whole setup but the script is just garbage the the they constantly make changes to the story seemingly just to be different and there is literally not one effective scare in the entire movie and yeah that's no like, good I'm, I'm someone who I just instinctively jump at jump scares even if they don't scare me or if they're not even a, a well done scare I, I, I have a habit of just jumping and yeah I could have fallen asleep watching this fucking thing man it was it, do- oh. it doesn't work as a scary movie. It doesn't work as an adaptation. 
it doesn't work as as someone who likes well done film it doesn't work on any fucking level um so I will give that uh, on our good pizza scale. Uh, again, for first-time listeners, and I'm sure people are getting sick of us saying this, uh, we do the good pizza scale here where we rate things out of a total of eight slices on a pizza. And I'm going to be generous and give this, like, two and a crust. Um, two and a crust. I'm, I'm being generous, and th- that two and a crust wow. is completely... The cemetery looked great, and Jason Clark and John Lithgow carried the movie. Um, everything else was garbage. Um, I saw Hellboy, and I don't have a whole lot to say about it. Hellboy was it was pretty good. I'd watch it again. Uh, disappointing, considering how excited I was to see it. Um probably not quite as good as Del Toro's, even if it is way more faithful to the comics, weirdly enough. Um, okay. Like, they, they do the, like they, they do more of the story from the comics. They they delve into backstory and, and some of the, the sort of, like, dark folklore that the comics was built on a little more. But... Nice. I don't know. The movie just... Del Toro is just a, a masterful filmmaker, and that film was probably just a bit more fun. Um, there, there are a couple scenes that were fantastic. There's uh, a scene where Hellboy has to fight three giants at once, and it like it is fantastic. Every every time there's a fight scene where Hellboy is put up against the test in a seemingly impossible fight. Uh, then the movie really shines, but otherwise, I, I would just say pretty good. I'd, I'd I'd give that one five slices. Okay. So like it, it's, I'd watch it again. You know, it's a pretty good movie, but certainly no movie of the year by any means. Um, yeah. And I don't want to spend too much time on this, but the the last one I watched and the best one was uh, Missing Link. The newest movie from Laika the um, animation studio behind Paranorman Coraline uh, and my favorite Kubo and the Two Strings Um, this one is about an explorer who uh, tries to track down mythological creatures Um, he tracks down the Sasquatch who has learned to read and write and speak and uh, they go on a little adventure because he wants he wants a family he wants a home the other guy wants fame and fortune uh, the explorer is voiced by Hugh Jackman the Sasquatch is voiced by Zach Galifianakis uh, Zoe Saldana and Timothy Oliphant are in there really good cast um, yeah it, it's just a really good animated movie um, like Eric consistently putting out great animated movies um and in my opinion, they're on the same level of like Pixar and Disney these days with the quality. Nice. Honestly, I do love them. I think Kubo and the Two Strings, easily one of the best animated movies of the last decade. Um, this one is not quite that level, but really good. Um, and I only watched it this morning, so uh, I don't really have a score prepared. I would say maybe I'll go. 
I'll go six and a crust on that one. Okay. And that is me catching up with film, or at least attempting to. Uh, still got a few more to watch that I'll, I'll be getting to soon, like Shazam and um, Alita Battle Angel, a couple of those. Um, nice. So, you want to get to the, the big reviews of the episode? Uh, well, I've also seen the Batman vs. TMNT animated movie that DC put out. Uh, I won't get too into that. Didn't didn't you? Didn't we talk about that on the last episode? Did we? I can't remember. I think so. I think night shifts are starting to melt my brain. I hear you. Well, we'll gloss over that one then. Okay. In case I didn't review it, it was good. In case I did, I'm reiterating it was good. (laughs) I still haven't watched that one, but I do have to get to it. Next time you're handy, I'll give it to you so you can take it home and watch and then return it to me. Sounds good. Save you the trouble of downloading it and the trouble of buying it. Yeah. Um. So there's, if my math is correct, and it's usually not, we have <laughs> three things to review? Yeah, um, three things to review, and we don't have... A whole lot of time, so I'm thinking we'll go spoiler free, yes, and uh, just stick to the the bare essentials on on how much we liked what we saw. The bare necessities. <laughs> Wait, hold on. What is that from? I know that Jungle Book. Ah, there you go. I was like something with a bear, something <laughs> with a bear. I never did see the country bears. It can't be from that. Goldilocks. Goldilocks. Yeah. Yeah. That was blue. There may be a bit of background noise here for anyone listening. Uh, I got the neighbors doing some work, and that is in turn upsetting the dog, who's trying her best to go bark at them. Yeah, we have construction going on at the corner of my street. Like, they have the roads tore up. Okay. So, like, you can turn left coming off my street, but you can't turn right because they have the where the road closure starts yeah so my dog can consistently see the flag person up at the end of the street like (laughs) redirecting traffic to turn down my street and loop around so a there's increased traffic for the dog to bark at and b there's a man in a funny vest stood on the corner of the street for the dog to bark at Hey everybody, Ryan here. Hope you're enjoying the new episode of Jedi Dropouts. Did you know you can actually get paid just for listening to our episodes? I know, it sounds like nonsense. We don't even get paid and it's our podcast, but it's true. You can, in fact, make money just by listening to Jedi Dropouts through the new wonderful app, Podcoin. Here's how it works. You listen to podcasts through the Podcoin app and earn points, or Podcoin, for listening. You can then redeem that Podcoin for gift cards from places like Amazon or Starbucks. Or, if you feel like being generous, you can donate that Podcoin to a variety of charities. All of this can be done straight through the Podcoin app, available on iPhone and Android. And conveniently enough, we have a nifty little promotional code just for our listeners. All you have to do is use the code JEDIDROPOUTS at sign up, and you'll receive an additional 300 Podcoin. I'll repeat that, promotional code JEDIDROPOUTS for 300 bonus Podcoin. 
That's right, you can finally get something back for putting up with listening to all our nonsense. I honestly put the Good Pizza seal of approval on this app. I use it for 100% of my podcast listening. The directory has just about any podcast you want, and I cannot recommend it enough. Go give the PodCoin app a try today. Now, back to the show. And Team Snapchat is sending me more things that I don't care about. Mm, Aren't they always? Yep. I can't remember the last time I received a video or anything from Team Snapchat that was anything useful because I like I don't use filters. I don't use anything like I I use Snapchat like someone's like 65-year-old uncle. Just like <laughs> a single picture of me in selfie mode every now and then. Sometimes it'll be a picture of the dog like I, like I don't know. I'm I'm falling out of love with Snapchat pretty quickly. I I've never I've never fallen in love with Snapchat. I I have it because a couple people I know have it and send things on it. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. Honestly, if your wife didn't send me as many videos of your dog as she did, I'd probably delete it off my phone altogether. <laughs> Same. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, also, I. Am I wrong, or is Team Snapchat like the Tom from MySpace of Snapchat? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Except, you know, we're not friends. No, we are not. Tom is a friend. Tom's a good friend. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. reviews. (laughs) Oh. This week on Jedi Dropouts, two old men talk about social media like they know what it is. Um, okay. So, I'm thinking uh, we'll start with Toy Story 4. Yeah, sure. Yeah. How is this, Because, yeah, actually, if we go chronologically, that one did come out first. Yeah. Um, I went and saw Toy Story 4 with uh, my fiancé. Um... We both enjoyed it. Neither of us cried like we did with Toy Story 3. Okay. There was... There was a moment, maybe, two where, like, we kind of got close to crying. Mm-hmm. But it never quite happened. You didn't cry at this movie? No. Okay, it's not sad, then. No. <laughs> you so you cry cried at... a lot of... Yeah, you cried a lot of movies. I do. Okay. I'm a big be... softy. It's like you see that guy with the mustache and all the tattoos and the shaved head. He gonna cry <laughs> at Irving. <laughs> That's the truth, man. Yeah, I could I could sit there and get tattooed for like six hours straight and not flinch. But you show me something that is even remotely sad. Yeah. On TV, and I will be blubbering, especially if it's characters I'm invested in. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, but overall, yeah, I I enjoyed the movie. It didn't make me cry, but like I liked the story. There were some new characters that I really enjoyed. Like I really don't have much bad to say about this movie. Um, there's one returning character that um they did a little bit differently in this movie. 
that but it was really good i really liked the change they made to this character was that uh bo peep oh yeah yeah because they they kind of showed a lot of that with the trailers <clears throat> yeah yeah i i really liked what they did with her awesome and i mean the dummies that they showed in the trailer the ventriloquist dummies like as all ventriloquist dummies are were creepy as fuck of course but it was done so well. Like, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Like it, it felt like a Toy Story. Yeah, yeah. Um, Plus, Tony was... Hale's character Forky was yeah. pretty funny. I'm really excited about the new cast because you got Tony Hale, you got yep. Key and Peel. Yes, which and... like I, I was trying to place their voices the whole time and I was like mm. who is that who is that who is that and then I watched the credits and I literally like jumped out of my seat it was like no <laughs> fucking way uh, I I knew that going in or well, I haven't seen it yet but I know that already because the second they revealed their casting uh, they did like this little mini video with the characters yep. uh, Charlotte sent it to me and was like I don't think you've seen this yet Key and Peele are in Toy Story which, because, you know, Key and Peele are, is a huge thing for me, right? Yeah. Um, and Keanu Reeves is in this. Yes. Yeah, I don't know if, I, I don't know if there's any other new cast members that I, I might have missed, but... Uh, they were the big ones. Yeah, of course. Like, there were, there were a few, like, smaller characters, plus, well, like, the antagonist of the movie. Mm. But they were the main ones. Awesome. Keanu Reeves' um, character was funny, too. He lo- it looks um, fun. Duke Kaboom. Okay, yeah. Which sounds close to Bookaboom. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. Um, where, so, where, does it, where does this stand amongst the other Toy Story movies? It's been a really long time since I've seen the first two. Okay, yeah. Uh, so... It's below Toy Story 3 for me, but I don't know, like, I don't think there's been a bad Toy Story movie. No, no, I I wouldn't say that either. Like, personally, I'd probably put two at the bottom, but it's still a pretty fucking good movie. That's kind of what I was thinking, so I was kind of thinking, like, my favorite would be three then one, then four, then two. Okay, okay. But still, like, it's Toy Story. Like, yeah, none of yeah. them are bad. No, but it's it's on the level. You, yeah. You, yeah, okay, so you know what uh, what what quality of movie to expect going in here. Yeah. Um, I think my... Well, I mean, I haven't seen four, but uh, I would switch three and one. One is still my favorite, personally. Okay. But... Uh, I mean, they're all like you said; they're all great, right? Yeah. Um, anything else to touch on with Toy Story Four? Not unless I'm dipping into spoiler territory. So well, yeah, fair enough. I think this is the first uh, Pixar movie we've had a review of like live. Yeah. Recently, because uh, I think we've missed a few. Um, yeah. And and Pixar has been a little quieter than they have in in, uh, in years before yeah uh, next year looks pretty good they have two movies coming out next year 
Uh, I'm really excited for Onward. Have you seen the trailer for that? I think so. That's the one with Tom Holland and Chris Pratt, and it's uh, like a fantasy adventure comedy. I don't think I did. Yeah, I, I recommend checking that out. I think it comes out like pretty early next year. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I've seen the trailer for it already and just can't remember. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so, want to move Once on? Once we're done recording, I'll go watch it. Yeah, go go watch the Mulan trailer. Go watch the Onward trailer. Just yep. go have go have yourself a trailer binge. Um, speaking of which, I, I don't know if I said it earlier, but the new Mulan movie looks fucking incredible. Um, but Stranger Things came out. Oh, oh, I forgot. Before we move on to Stranger Things, uh, Toy Story Four. Do you have a score on the good pizza scale? I mostly like watching things more than once before I give them a definitive score. But if I had to score it right now, out of eight slices, I'd give it at least six and a crust. Yeah. Yeah. I can hear my dog downstairs growling at someone. Ah, of course. But he's not he's not barking too much as of yet, so once the real loud woo woo woos start coming out of him. <laughs> Bana is dramatically casting herself on the arm of the couch. <clears throat> frowning. Like she likes to do. Um I'd yeah, be interested stri- to know what percentage of this podcast now revolves around our our pets. Yeah, like a, an actual hard number. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I'd like to see real statistics on this <laughs> I might have to I'm gonna have to go back and, and do some work on that <laughs> um, let's talk about Stranger Things yes Stranger Things season 3 or, or Stranger Things 3 as they're marketing it yeah uh, that came out uh, Thursday July 4th and I was finished by supper time um, I'm about halfway through my rewatch of it. Um, you finished it this week, right? Yes. Yeah, I, I was working and had plans for the weekend, so I didn't get through it as quickly as you did. Plus, you're a bit more of a... Oh, excuse me. I'm only recently awake. Mm. Um, you're more of a Stranger Things fan than I am. Well... That doesn't mean I don't enjoy it, but you are a bigger fan of this series than I am. Well, honestly, uh, I think it's... It it might seem bold to some, but it's very, very easy for me to say that this is my favorite TV show of all time. Exactly. So, Uh, like... Yeah, I I know. Like, to to say that you're not as, uh, as big a fan as I am is not to say you don't fucking love this show. Exactly. You know... It's, uh, I'm setting a little bit of a high bar. Um, yep. And honestly, I I wasn't sure if I was going to get to watch it as quickly as I did, but I had a dentist, dentist appointment Thursday morning, and I had work Thursday evening. But I ended up switching shifts to someone because someone else needed a day off, so I got the shift off, and then I had a head cold, so... My dentist appointment got cancelled, of course, so then I had a whole Thursday, and I'm up at 7 every morning, 
So I started this thing around 8 and just flew through it. Um, now, we were talking after you had watched a couple episodes and you said it might be your favorite season of the show so far. Did it did it stay that way? Did it, did it uh, meet that mark? Um, I still feel it was the best season of Stranger Things we've had. I think I think I have to agree, honestly. And my dog is in my lap. Um, I found this season a lot easier to watch than season two. Yeah, like that's that's fair. Like. <clears throat> Like, I got through this season so quickly and so smoothly that when it was coming to an end, I felt like there should have been more. Because, like, just comparing it to, like, how long it took me to get through season two, which wasn't a long time. It's just Mm. this one just went by so quick for me, just, like, where I was just, like, watching one after the other and... Like, there was no episode that really felt kind of long to me, but there were a few periods in the second season that, like, was kind of like, all right, can we get, like, back to things? Like, some of the parts where Elle was with, like, that gang of folks. Like, some of that, some of that, like, you know, it felt a bit long and tedious to me. Yeah, I, I felt that my first watch through of the of the season two, but um, on rewatches that episode's kind of grown on me. But I know what you mean. It it, it is a little bit like it's it kind of I don't know. It sticks out a little, and it I mean, and it is the extra episode in the season, right? It's nine episode yeah. season, and yeah. I, I know what you mean. Like it feels like when you finished season two, you felt like ah yes okay. That's good. Let's move on to something else. Whereas this season, you finish and you're like, oh, but f- fuck, I want more. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, I get what you're saying there. Yeah, so... Yeah, that that's really how I feel about that. But, like, this season was so easy to watch. Yeah. Like, it didn't really feel like any of the season was unnecessary. No. And, like, I kind of like how Dustin was separate from the rest of the group. I know. I I love the Scoops troop. Yeah. Because, like, it kind of did, like, what the Avengers did in the last two movies. Like... Yeah, you're talking about, like, some different, like, by splitting the show up between separate groups and, like, bouncing from one story to another, like, what's going on with these people, what's going on with these people, like, like, you were talking about, like, three different stories, really, that all ended up intertwining. Yeah. And... Like, what's going on with Group A? What's going on with Group B? What's going on with Group C? And then, like, bouncing back and forth between the groups. And... Four, four, uh, four stories, four, actually. Yeah. Because you, you got Nancy and Jonathan stuff going on there. Yeah. So, four stories. 
And by like bouncing between the four of them, it really makes things. Oakley, stop licking the pop filter, please. Um, <laughs> I'm keeping that in there. Yeah, please do. Um, yeah, it really just made the time pass quickly, but it was edited in a way that it felt smooth and none of it was just like unnecessary. Yeah. I like even Philip DeFranco said that this is probably his favorite season of Stranger Things yet. Yeah. Um, what I think is so great about this season is they took all of the best parts of the the past two seasons, everything that you might have loved, um, regardless of your opinion. If you watched the show and there was something you liked, season three has it. Because they brought they brought in everything. You got the you, I, I I'm not even gonna go into it all. But every single one thing that you could pick out that you would focus on as something that you really enjoyed in this show, season three brought back that and and maybe even more of it. Yeah. Um, it was easily the most '80s season yet. Loved it. The, the setting of the Starcourt Mall was fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Like, I felt like I, like, I I didn't even exist in the 80s, and I felt like I was there. Because, I mean, let's be real. I existed, shop- but I was kind of no. too young to remember. But, I mean, a shopping, a shopping mall in the 90s was not so far removed. No. So, I, I, there was some nostalgia there, even if, you know, I didn't exist in the 80s. Um... I don't know. There was just so much, like so many good nods to to different movies, like like every season has, um, the Back to the Future and the 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 Romero stuff was really good. The Thing, um, yeah, exactly. Like it it doesn't nod to the Thing as directly, but the season is very much influenced by John Carpenter's The Thing. Well, I mean, at one point, they're directly talking about the thing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about that. Plus, plus, um, one of the earlier episodes in Will's basement, there's a poster of the thing. Yes. In the background. Shit, I forgot about the conversation about the the remake, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, good point. Um, but yeah, I, I don't... I don't know, man. This was this was it, it exceeded my expectations, and my expectations were through the roof. Yeah, no, it like Stranger Things. I'd probably say season three is the best, season one is second favorite, and season two is the like I can't even say the worst, the least great. Yeah, I I don't know, man. Uh, they're all such different creatures like yeah i i do think this season i i this would be a ranking i would have trouble doing yeah because as much as season one isn't maybe as flashy or exciting as season two and three it's kind of got like that nice simplicity that works yeah um but man this is this is so good um Um, there's a post-credit scene um yes yep very I, important. I one. rewatched the last episode because, um, like Emily saw two episodes 
um, in the middle of the season just because I was watching them while we were eating supper and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I, I just kind of mentioned to her, I was like, so I finished Stranger Things. And she was like, how was it? And I said, that last episode. And she was like, was it good? And then I was like, oh, you got to watch it. And I turned on the last episode. Like, I rewatched the last episode. And then we both watched um, the uh, post credit scene. And, like, me and her actually were, like, sat on the couch, like, discussing theories. Mm. About that. <laughs> you Sounds can, like you Bono's can. back to sleep. Oh, yeah. You can hear it. <laughs> um, yeah. The mic's definitely picking that up. Yeah, um, I can I can hear it. Yeah. Oakley is just lying in my lap, but with that long snout, he doesn't snore quite the same. No, no, Bono snores like a fucking jackhammer. Um, yeah, both of us have sleeping dogs with us. One is yeah. loud, one is not. Um, <laughs> so, here's a question. Uh, that finale of season three... Did that uh, jerk any tears out of you? Uh, the first time, no. But that's only because I restrained myself because okay. I watched it on my break at work. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got a tasty tail. Yeah, chewing on your tail. Um, yeah, I was on break at work, and I like, I was like, "Don't you do it? No." <laughs> Yeah. So, like, I wouldn't let myself. But then the second time I watched it, you know, in the comfort of my own home, sat on my couch, like, in front of the big screen TV with Emily. Like, we were both crying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I watched it with headphones on. I I had watched the first seven episodes before Charlotte got off work. And uh, actually, like, seven and a half episodes. I had about half an hour left. And she's like, okay, you go ahead and watch it, and, you know, uh, then we'll do what, we'll get supper or or whatever after. And near the end of the episode, no spoilers, we're not doing that, but there's a series of events that happens. A couple big things happen back to back. And when it started, my jaw fucking, like, literally dropped. Yeah. I didn't cry, but I was just... I was kind of numb in shock. Like, after the episode ended and the, uh, the post credit scene ended, I took off the headphones and I was just kind of there, just just sitting in silence. I didn't really know what to do with myself. And uh, Charlotte was like, was it good? And I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I didn't, I had no words. I was fucking speechless, right? Um, yeah. And it's so good heartbreaking but it's great yeah but yeah when we're not in spoiler territory i i want to talk about that post credit scene oh yeah well i mean we always talk about the best tv of the year and and i can just guarantee you right now this is coming up um so we'll talk a little bit more about it then or or maybe maybe in another episode well it'll come up we'll when we're a little further away from it. Yeah. Um, fuck. So good. Uh, my favorite season of... My favorite TV show of all time. So, no question about it. Eight Slices. 
Yeah, I, I'd, I'd give it at least seven. Yeah. I'm a little more generous with my slices, I think. Yeah. I'm starting to see that. I, I'm, I'm like, here, have all the slices, take them. I'm talking about movies that I hated, and I was like, there's nothing good about this. Three slices. <laughs> you yep. know. Um... Yeah, let's let's move on. Oh, uh, one more thing the the scoop the scoops troop, as it was called, um, is a group of characters. Dustin, uh, you know what? I, I'm not even gonna get into it. It's based around Dustin and Steve Harrington because their friendship is awesome and keeps going here. Um, but since this season came out, the fandom has decided and. Uh, that Scoop's Troop is now the official name for the Stranger Things fandom. Nice. Right? It's like it's like their version of Trekkies, right? I love it. I am a, a proud member of the Scoop's Troop. Yep. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, let's move on to the last review. Um, so we can get through that and then I can go work unfortunately um, <laughs> you got to see Spider-Man Far From Home oh I did oh I, I gotta say like last weekend was an amazing weekend yep because like Emily was working and my friend his girlfriend was out of town so we pretty much made it a weekend long bro date. Nice. And like we went axe throwing two days in a row, like Friday and Saturday, and then Friday we went and saw Spider Man and then Saturday we went and saw <coughs> ah, bless me. Uh we went and watched uh UFC two thirty nine. Oh yeah, at Boston Pizza and witnessed like we witnessed the fastest knockout in UFC history. Let's take a minute and talk about that. That knockout was fucking insane. Yeah. Okay. Like the fight was getting ready to start. Brandon yeah. said, "Oh, I'm gonna go to the bathroom really quick." To because like everyone figured like Ben Askren was gonna take down Jorge Masvidal and like the fight was gonna be a grind. Yeah. He went to the bathroom and he's stood up at the urinal and he just hears everyone yelling in the restaurant and he's like, What did I miss? And he came out and he watched it on replay. Holy he shit. He fucking missed it. And that fight, like, he was knocked out before five seconds. It's just five seconds before the official clock stopped when the ref got Mosfidal off of Askren. Oh yeah, like the the knee was, took him. That was two seconds easy. Yeah. Like god damn. Yeah, like it, for a little bit there I was legit concerned about Askren's well-being. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely cuz he was down for a while, right? Yeah. But yeah. Friday yeah. night the night before UFC I went to see Spider-Man. Um one more thing. Yep. The I I was at work uh, when that fight took place. Yep. I don't really follow UFC much, but I have uh, notifications set for social media for a lot of, like, hockey guys and so on, right? My phone just started blowing up 
with all these Twitter notifications, and I was like, what the fuck is happening? And, and Facebook and everything went crazy. And I check it out, and everyone is talking about UFC, and none of them are in any way related to UFC. So I immediately went to watch like whatever highlight of the knockout I could. Yeah. Um, that's how big of a deal it was. Like it's huge. There were a lot of crazy knockouts that night, actually. Oh yeah. Like Amanda Nunes knocking out Holly Holm the way she did was fucking mm. spectacular. Luke Rockhold getting knocked out by what's his name Jan Blask. Blackowitz? I don't know. I can't remember yeah. his last name. But there were some great finishes. And, like, at least half the people in that bar, like, uh, John Jones retained his title by a split decision. Yeah. But a lot of people in that bar gave the nod to Tiago Santos. Like, I was talking to uh, the couple at the table next to ours. Like, because everyone's hyped up waiting for the judge's decision. And we were saying, like, they're probably going to give it to Jones because, like, look at how many second chances he's after getting with the UFC. Like, no matter what this guy does, it's like, here's here's footage of John Jones, like, blasting a two-year-old holding a puppy with a shotgun. Jesus he's he's going to be suspended from the UFC for three weeks. Like, yeah, you know, like, no matter what the dude does, he keeps getting second chances. Bust for steroids? Sure. Hit and run? Sure. Like, cocaine and everything else? Like, no matter what the dude does, they keep reeling him in because the dude is insanely talented and he wins fights. Yeah. So, split decision, like, you know they're going to give it to Jones, just like they'd give it to McGregor in the same situation. Oh, guaranteed, right? But... Um, Tiago Santos was putting up that good of a fight, like, even though he could barely stand on one of his legs, like, like, he left that arena in a wheelchair, and, like, they did a few, like, replays between rounds where it showed, like, when he'd put his weight a certain way on his leg, like, his knee would move funny, and, like, Joe Rogan was saying, like, he might have his ACL torn, like, so even if he won and became champ, like, the dude's probably going to need, sur- like, major surgery on his leg. Yeah. So then he's going to be out for a while, and then they would do the whole interim title thing, and then they would have, like, you know it would have been Jones that fought for the interim belt, and then yeah. he would have got his rematch immediately, and... Yeah. But Jones got the nod. Of course. Of course he did. When, like... Yeah, Jones was moving forward a lot more, but, like, the only, uh, like, Santos outstruck him to the head, Jones outstruck him to the legs. It's like, yeah, Yeah. but, like, it seemed like Santos landed more significant strikes. He was closer to ending the fight more times, but that's just the way I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. John Jones, insanely talented. If the dude could clean up his act, like, he would absolutely be a fighter that I rooted for. It's just, like, I respect the insane level of skill the guy has. He just needs to stop being such a fuck-up. Fair enough. Yeah. 
So Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> um, I'll preface this by saying, like, me and Brandon had differing opinions leaving this movie. Okay. Um, I thought it was better than Homecoming. Yeah. He thought it was not as good as Homecoming. But okay. he still enjoyed it. Fair enough. Um, um, yeah. Quick question before you get into it. Yep. How hard would it be for you to quickly rank the Spider-Man movies? Quickly? Yeah, like uh, just a rough idea of where where uh, just so just so anyone listening has a rough idea of which Spider-Man movies you uh, lean towards. I assume three is the worst. Okay, so we've got three with Toby, two with Garfield, and two with Holland, right? Yeah, and then so well, you could include Into the Spider-Verse if you want. Uh, I'm just doing live action. Because um, they could do so much more with animated CGI. Yeah, fair enough. Stuff like that, so I'm going to stick with live action. Uh... I'm just banging out a quick ranking now. Uh, okay. Uh, yes, Oakley. I understand you want something. I will be with you very shortly, puppy. I know you want to go out and bork. <laughs> okay, my quick thrown together ranking, which, I mean, if I watched all the movies right now, it might change a little bit. Yeah. Uh, number seven, Spider-Man three. Number six is Amazing Spider-Man two. Yeah. Number five is Amazing Spider-Man. Number four is the first Spider-Man with uh Tobey Maguire. Yep. Number three is Spider-Man two. Because Doc Ock was fantastic. Yep. Um, number two is Homecoming, and number one is Far From Home right now. But oh, okay. like that might change if I was to sit down and rewatch them. But yeah. I'm I'm pretty confident in the uh, bottom four. So uh, I would maybe switch the first two, uh, Tobey Maguire, Spider Man. I think I like the first better than the second. Okay. But and I haven't seen Far From Home, but otherwise. Ex- identical lists. Yeah. So we're pretty much in agreement on Spider-Man movies here. Now, I don't think uh, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man is as bad as everyone says he is. No. I think that's no. more people just bandwagoning and hopping on meme trains. Yeah. But... Like, I think there's a, a very, very big gap between the first and second Amazing Spider-Man movies. Yeah. Like, the first one I thought was pretty fucking good. Yeah. But... The second one was not so great. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the flack I have for the second Amazing Spider-Man isn't even Spider-Man. It's the villain choices. Yeah. Like, how they were how they were done. Like, mm-hmm. like Jamie Foxx's Electro? Sure. Yeah. Like, that could work. But just not the way they did it. Exactly. Um... Yeah. But... I don't think any of the problems with those two movies were Andrew Garfield. And then I've been seeing memes, like, you know, being like, 
every Spider-Man, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, the middle square is, like, Andrew Garfield in brackets, not you, Andrew. Yeah. And it's just like, the dude wasn't a bad Spider-Man. They were just not great movies. He was... He was, um... An, an not great Peter Parker, but a really good Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, really great in the suit. Didn't we say this before that, like... He was a weak spot or a weak Peter, but a great Spider-Man. Uh, Tobey Maguire was good as Peter, but at times not a great Spider-Man. Yeah, and then Tom, Tom Holland's the best of both worlds. Exactly. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure we've talked about that before. Probably. I'm almost been... positive we've said it on multiple occasions. I'm. I'm guessing we at least said it like two years ago when Homecoming came out. Yeah. Now I'd need to rewatch. Um, Far From Home and Homecoming like back to back in order yeah. to say like for sure that I think Far From Home is better like cause I will acknowledge in myself that seeing a really good movie like Far From Home I get really hyped up and it's easy for me to say it's better than that one Well, yeah. that's because it's new it's exciting it's fresh in my mind yeah Whereas I've seen Homecoming at least ten times. And, you know, so I'm not as hyped up for it. No, no, recency bias, you know. Yeah, so I, I will acknowledge that I do have that little bit of recency bias in myself. So, like, that that order is subject to change when of I course. rewatch them. Yeah. But I really enjoyed it. Like, I didn't cry at anything, but there were a few parts that was kind of like, ooh, like, <laughs> yeah. feels. But I really like how things played out. Uh, the post credit scene was, like, the post credit scenes um, threw me for a bit of a loop. Those I didn't see coming. I I've heard of one which we won't touch on, but uh, yeah, unex- unexpected. Yeah, and um, the other one, like, there was a character in this movie that they called by a certain name, and I think he's a future villain building up to Sinister Six. Oh, okay. But, it's like, it's just like, they focused on him briefly, like, like, they gave him just enough screen time, and they put just enough emphasis on his first name, that I was kind of like, my Peter Tingle was Mm. acting up enough that I was like, He's supposed to be important. Yeah. Like he he is an Easter egg leading up to something. Yeah. But yeah, like it, it's hard to talk about these movies without spoilers sometimes because the parts that get yeah. you the most excited, you know, you you just want to rant and rave about. Yeah, I, I understand. I'm I'm seeing I'm thinking about it now and I'm like the way it follows up endgame and I assume 
points us in the direction of the future of the MCU. It's well, probably probably pretty you, spoiler. You heavy. start seeing more uh, similarities between Peter and Tony too. Okay, yeah. Like, uh, particularly Tony in Iron Man three. All right. Yeah. Okay. Cause I mean, it's not too spoiler heavy to say like. You know, Iron Man has his little panic attack in Iron Man 3, and he kind of, like, you know, starts getting a little bit PTSD about, you know, the events of what's been going on. Yeah. And very early on in this movie, like, you know, there's a lot of press there, like, surrounding Spider-Man, asking him a bunch of questions, and they're like, you know, are you the next Iron Man? Like, blah, blah, blah. Are you an Avenger now? Are you the next Iron Man? Blah, blah, blah. And he just kind of, like, freaks out and, like, noise kind of goes a little bit distant, like, very panic attacky, tunnel vision-y. And he's just like, I gotta go. And he just kind of freaks out and leaves. Yeah. And, like, stuff like that. Like, there's similarities between, like, Spider-Man and Iron Man, like... That are starting to grow, and okay. when that. when we're not wary of spoilers, I can just give a more detailed list of these that I noticed. But yeah, again, I I imagine this is gonna end up on at least one of our year-end lists, or or maybe multiple. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. Not to not to mention we. There's there's a multitude of reasons why we'll end up talking about a Spider-Man movie. I mean, come on. It's a Spider-Man uh, movie. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, a, a rough idea of a, of a p- good pizza store for this one? or I'll give it seven. Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited to see it. And um, I'm going to be in St. John's... Uh, well, actually, less than a week from now. Um, and I was thinking about going to see Far From Home, but I think I might end up seeing Midsummer instead. Yeah. If I only get to see one, I think Midsummer's going to be the one for me to go see. Yeah, like, the things I've been hearing about Midsummer is just... Wow. I've been trying to hear as little as possible. I've been... I've been I, I know it has good reviews, and I'm kind of staying away from what exactly is so good about it just because like I, I've i just heard like for a movie that takes place like almost entirely during like outdoor daylight yeah it is horrifying yep that sounds that sounds about right this is uh the next movie from Ari Aster the director of Hereditary and I'm sure you've heard me talk about Hereditary before, but I'll say it again. If you like horror, Hereditary is a must-watch. Yeah. I still haven't seen it yet. I'm just... I'm, like... Every time I start getting towards the end of my to-watch list, mm. uh, something else comes out, and it's just like, Arr! Of course. Every time. Yeah, so... I'm trying to the end of my to-watch list. Like, I've got 
I think four episodes of Dragon Ball Super left from uh, the collection that just came out because they release it like in parts on yeah. Blu-ray and I just bought part eight the day it came out and I've got four episodes left of that which will take me no time like I'll probably have two of those done by the time I'm done making and eating breakfast now once we're done recording and then I have an animated uh, Constantine City of Demons movie to watch and then I'm done then I'm done my to watch list right now but then there's people telling me like there's this on Netflix and stuff like that but there's also some games coming out soon that are gonna, you know, take yep. up space on my schedule. Like, next week, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 comes out for the Switch, oh, yeah, and I already have that sucker pre-ordered. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess that is it for today's episode. Yeah. Um, the next one will be a little longer, a little closer to what we usually do. Um, yeah. The next episode will actually also be our 50th episode. Ooh. Yeah. I'm going to buy a cake. That's a good idea. I'm going to buy a cake, and I'm going to sit here, and I'm going to eat the cake while we record. That's a great idea. I'm going to hold you to that. I will, <laughs> and I don't know what kind of cake it's going to be because, like... When it comes to, like, chocolate cakes and stuff like that, like birthday cakes, I can't eat a lot of them. Mm. But if it's angel food cake, I can dummy that whole whole thing. It's just going to be really weird to sit here because, like, angel food cake, like, they're so, like, in your mouth. So, like, trying to talk while eating a full angel food cake, it's going to be difficult. You know what I'm going to do instead? I'm going to go to Tim Hortons, and I'm going to buy a 40-pack of birthday cake Timbits. Oh, that's a good call, too. Then I'm going to go to the grocery store, and I'm going to buy the biggest tub of Nutella I can find. And I'm going to sit there, and I'm going to dip those Timbits in Nutella. Man, it's going to be a fun episode to record. Yeah. We might not (laughs) even talk. We might not actually talk. We might just record ourselves eating cake for for like two hours. there could be an idea for our 50th episode like yeah we'll we'll put like our scheduled things on hold until our 51st episode 50th episode is us <laughs> just talking about geeky things in general with no set agenda while eating cake that's a great idea yep <laughs> uh, you know what I, I think we might actually have to do that yep. um, it's too good an idea not to yep that sounds about right uh, so look forward in your feeds in the the upcoming future uh, to Jedi Dropouts episode fifty. Let them eat cake. Yep. Um, <laughs> and uh, thanks again for listening uh, to this very brief but um, pretty good episode. I'm glad we got this one in. Yeah. I, I'm I'm glad we got. I mean, there, we had some stuff to review, and uh, it was all good stuff. It was all uh, all stuff that we highly recommend. Yep. And uh, I'm really still excited to see Far From Home and Toy Story 4 in like three or four months when it comes out on DVD. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the joy of living in Port of Ass, though. Yeah. Um, so, Small uh, town, Newfoundland. Yeah. 
yeah it's it's a pain but you know um so thanks for listening as always you can check out other episodes of jedi dropouts uh final form and whatever else we do over at www.jedidropouts.podme.com uh i'm a, a little stuffed up because of allergies and Same. if you did i'm pretty sure it sounded like pod meat but it was it, it pod did bean. sound like pod meat and <laughs> i kind of chuckled to myself a little bit yeah so uh i would not recommend you check out podmeat.com i have no idea what's over there and i'm sure it's not good uh but go to podbean instead and uh or 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 just check it out on you know your podcasting app or youtube or or what have you um and until next time thank you for dropping by something something drop out later peace